This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, the, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. There is a podcast that is a world unto itself. A podcast as boundless as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the place between light and shadow. Science, Science and superstition. superstition. You've entered the, the fifth dimension. dimension. The latest series from the Consequence Podcast Network will open the door into Jordan Peele's new revival of The Twilight Zone, and it will go as far as the limits of the mind itself. Subscribe to The Fifth Dimension. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, before we get started here, if uh, if you're not already a subscriber, and maybe you've been here a few times, maybe it's the first time you're checking out the series, but go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Why would you do that before you even knew what you were getting into? Well, obviously you're a fan of interviews to some degree, and we put them out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over at Consequence of Sound. You can, of course, uh, follow along anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from, like uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, uh, but you can also subscribe at YouTube or Spotify if that's more your speed. I'm Kyle Merritt, and today my guest, American Football, talking with Mike and Nate about LP3. It's another self-titled record, and it is a beautiful record. But make no mistake, it's a different record than definitely their uh, their debut in 1999 and the reunion record that came out just a few years ago. We'll talk about finding those new directions and how they got there. We'll dig into the lyrics. The band is known for being one of the uh, the early artists of the emo genre, but now as middle-aged parents, what does that mean to their writing? And there's 
guests involved on this record. Haley Williams from Paramore, Rachel Goswell from Slow Dive. We'll get the stories from both of those with a hat tip to the uh, Chicago Foundation for Women and another hat tip to the band Pure Bathing Culture, which has an indirect tie to one of the songs on this record. And of course, we'll talk a little about that famous house that graced the cover of their first two albums and why it's not on the third one. Talking about LP3 here, it's Kyle Meredith with American Football. Hello, I'm Mike. Hi, it's Nate. Nate. Congratulations, LP3. This is uh, it, this is so awesome to have because, I don't know, it, it, the way the debut and, I guess, the reunion record, in, in a way, I don't know if you see it that way, but they were both first records as the way I hear them. Uh, that makes this one unique, right? I mean, did you all go into it kind of thinking of it that way? Because it seems to me it's the first chance to finally hear what this band is capable of in deeper waters. Yeah, I mean, that, that's very true. That's sort of how, that was sort of, I mean, I think we all agreed that was sort of the reason to do it. <laughs> like, that was the exciting part about doing it. You know, like, just being able to do the second record as a reunion thing was just sort of, like, uh, unexpected and appreciated. And then, but then it was sort of like, when it was done, I think creatively, I'm not sure we tapped everything we really, you know, or scratched everything we really wanted to scratch. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. That was after getting LP2 under our belt, we, we kind of figured out like what works and and like how we can how we could stretch out a bit more. And it kind of helped us to imagine like, well, what would another record sound like? Well, I like you know I like these parts. I like it when it sort of stretches out and the songs breathe a lot more. And, you know, so we got to thinking about what another another one could be, and then got excited about it. Was there a point then where you started realizing that this was a different sounding record than than the first two? I mean, other than kind of going into it with those those dream wish list points or whatever. I think what makes uh, well, I, <laughs> we kind of we had a we went in the studio with a bunch of songs that we wrote, and we sort of curated it to end up sounding different. Uh, we sort of cut some of the ones maybe that sounded too similar to ones that we'd already done, or you know, like sort of the same tricks or the same. Uh, vibes and stuff so this yeah like once we had a bunch of songs that we were excited about that sort of had a different sound we realized we can make a whole album that sounded different does that make sense like we're sitting on a bunch of songs still sort of that we never quite finished maybe they were you know two-thirds done or half done or even closer some of them um yeah but it seemed like stuff we'd already done so we were we were like I said, they're just more excited to sort of do some new stuff. As I, as I read, you know, how you all started trading demos and everything, does that also mean that, you know, a lot of this record was written apart, like not in the same room? Was it sort of constructed like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm trying to think of, uh, I mean, like both the main music for like Uncomfortably Numb, Nate just did himself in, a, in his practice space, I imagine. So there, there was already like a verse and chorus there musically, I'm trying to think of a lot of the songs sort of started like that where somebody it was somebody's idea sort of that you know and then the band sort of fleshed it out because in a way a lot of this does sound like you know uh, a band in a room that might have jammed out a song or anything and i think that's what's one of the most surprising things to me is that's not exactly i guess how it was put together it's i mean they they definitely take a different shape once i mean that's why this album we just spent so much more time that you know if if we had gone in the studio and like we demoed all these songs in a studio probably a couple months before we actually tracked them just so we can like sort of hear like, well, what do these sound like if we put some overdubs on them? And then, you know, how close are we with vocals and all that? Where at, that would be the point where we track uh, properly like LP2, you know, like that point in the writing process. So after doing that and like sort of like recording them, you sort of learn them intimately in a way 
that you don't get, you know, just passing fouls back and forth. So I guess like they do become more of like, we got more comfortable with them and then we sort of like tweaked them more and more. So, you know, I think that helps make them, we just, they seemed more comfortable. They seemed like, like you said, like we were playing them live more as a band and that really helps sort of like, we were able to like capture that more on the album as opposed to LP2, I think. Mike, uh, somebody had mentioned, you know, the record being emo as a middle-aged parent coming from the, the lyrics point of view. And I, and I think one critic asked how that would connect with uh, younger, newer fans. When you go into a project like this that's got so much history, you know, because obviously it's, you know, you, you still have Owen, you know, if you if you wanted to do that. So I don't know if you look at this differently when you're writing it. I mean, do, are you still writing from the heart or do you feel a duty to represent sort of what people know in some version? <laughs> it's it's not a duty. I don't get paid enough to like think of it as like a duty. Like it's not like, yeah, it's not like I need to like. Well, I need to keep the milk gravy train running. That's not a thing, probably a milk gravy train. Um, but I mean, there's definitely like you know like I, if something comes out, I usually know immediately if it's going to be like Owen or American Football. But yeah, that said, it's still it sort of all still comes out pretty naturally. I don't, and I always like you know like some of the lyrics are like like super heavy i guess but it's just sort of like that's how i think music is that's the role music plays for me like you know like the cure disintegration is like a formative album like i never like like weird al yankovic too much you know <laughs> i love that that's the that's the opposite end of the spectrums right there weird al or the cure well, it is. yeah that, those would be yeah for me i mean that's like right like i just i didn't really play in the middle either i just like i just listened to the cure disintegration over and over and over so that's you know that's the role music sort of helps fill in my life so that's what comes out of me that's the one they're touring right now in australia right aren't they doing disintegration front to back no i don't follow weird al on any of his socials (laughs) (laughs) well played I do is make jokes all day, every day in real life. So maybe that's why I need an outlet. Uh, I got to ask about some of the guests too. Um, you know, having Rachel Goswell on here, you know, was slow dive. I mean, I, I don't know. Were you all contemporaries at the time? Were they much of an inspiration? Because, you know, putting the two of you all together, it's sort of a shoegazer dream right there. Uh, I was a big fan, like in junior high. I'm, I think maybe I'm sure my brother just, bought a cd or something and i really really liked it just for a day that was like oh that that sound was you know pretty new to me i was already into my bloody valentine but this was even sort of like airier and lighter and i don't think she knew i mean she might know who our band is now but she didn't know who we were i don't think when we asked her oh wow but uh yeah it's been it's really it's kind of like a dream come true you know it's like get to like be creative with people that you respect and have liked forever and then Nate, uh, you know, mentioning uh, Uncomfortably Numb earlier. I know it's got Haley Williams on it, but but tell me about writing this song because, you know, it ends up being, um, for several reasons, one of the standout songs on, on the record. That was kind of just, well, I set time aside whenever I can, usually twice, maybe three times a week, just to go to the practice space and play. And when we were, like, filling up a Dropbox folder with a bunch of tunes, that was just one that, at least the, just the music for it, that was just like one that happened one day. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's really nice. Just like a nice <laughs> sounding groover. It's got all these uh, cool syncopation parts happening. But that's, that, that was it. As far as the music goes, I passed it along to the guys and everyone seemed to like it. But um, yeah, then Mike, you wrote all the, well, you wrote the lyrics. Well, yeah, you can talk about that. <laughs> the stuff that you wrote. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, like, it's 
somebody starts it, but it, it, it was, yeah, I mean, those, those syncopated guitars, we were all immediately like, that's super cool. And it's super like, uh, it's just like, you can kind of listen to that all day. It's very, it's very pleasant. Yeah. And then I kind of came up with like the uh, Pink Floyd ripoff. <laughs> from from anywhere? Like that. Yeah. From anywhere in particular? I mean, was there a reason you went for that one? I think I had sort of like, uh, I think the melody kind of, it just, yeah, I don't know where that specific Uncomfortably Numb line you know why that came up it's not like i had been listening to a lot of pink floyd recently it just seemed to fit sort of thematically and yeah the melody worked and then yeah um lamos actually so like when Haley's introducing the song her vocal line is actually a trumpet melody in line that uh lamos you know wrote to it mm -hmm. so basically nate passes on the file and we all just do our own thing to it and then we come back together like i have this idea i have this idea and then we sort of see which or if all you know this one sort of got pulled in every direction you know we ended up using the trumpet line we used my vocal line i think it's super cool like that i think it's you know that's i guess that's where the collaboration comes in well there must be a demo somewhere where maybe nate you had a drum beat to it that was and you know it's there's like these little details in lamos's drum beat that i'm still trying to figure out like you know if you just have it on sort of casually it just sounds like a super straight beat but he has some weird like hi-hat lifts that I, you know, I can't even say I like them because they kind of drive me crazy because I can't, because I can't play them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's like those details sort of come out when you let other people sort of do their thing. Which yeah, is super cool. totally. Let's just say, you know, having Haley Williams on there then, and there is a, when you all did the release show, I noticed, you know, uh, that there was some proceeds going to Chicago Foundation for Women. Uh, obviously, all three guests that you have on here are, are women. Is there, a, is there a, a tie in there? Is there a reason for all of that that's kind of syncing up in that way? On the album, I just hear things sort of vocally and sonically with like women's voices all the time. So that's, you know, it was, it was more of like a technical thing. <laughs> and then as a, uh, as far as the benefit, I think we just agreed upon something that sort of needed financial help that we all agreed on. And what exactly yeah. is the uh, Chicago Foundation for Women? Uh, it, it's money for women who need help maybe in abusive relationships or just sort of, I mean, the money I don't think goes directly to them. It goes to like, uh, the facilities to help women who need assistance. Everyone's in invited to the emo pity party. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I read about the song Air Apparent having ties to pure bathing culture. Is is that right? I mean, that one really, it was, it's funny if you listen to the song, it's Steve Holmes's guitar part. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think, I don't think it's like exaggeration. I think we had seen them play a couple nights playing shows with them and, you know, we're all fans of theirs. And I think he went home and just like inspired by sort of that reverby high picky kind of style which is different sort of than what he might usually play so no i mean yeah that's you know that's like the thing like that's a direct that's holmes's version of directly trying to rip off pure bathing culture <laughs> so and then we kind of like consciously took it a different direction because we couldn't because there's no way that i can rip off uh sarah's vocals so it's nice timing i know they got new music out right now don't they so it's it's nice timing how that yeah. worked out yo do they yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's new music. Okay, awesome. And I, of course, I got. There's always been so much attention to the artwork with this band and and that house, and now the house is not there. And and it's I don't know any other band who's had to talk about artwork as much as maybe you all have. But it, it, do you, is there any symbolism to the sunrise then? Uh, well, <laughs> go, go on, Nate. Go on. Uh, oh, I just you know we talked about uh, whether to continue with um, the house putting the house on the albums and we thought this one sounded so this album musically sounded so different and was like so it sounds very expansive and just kind of like it has uh, a lot of space so um didn't 
quite feel right to like attach that object to it again, just because it the way the two things sort of like look and feel together it wasn't didn't quite sit right. That's beautiful artwork, anyway. And I, I noticed when you, um, when you, of course, listen on Spotify, they've got those little mini videos that go along with it, and it's really kind of the perfect scenes. I mean, the way it's painted, you know, it's full compliments there. Cool, thank uh, you. Thanks. I don't know. This one does. Speaking of that debut, though, and this is the the, the official twentieth anniversary. Uh, and I, I don't know, since you've just been celebrating the reunion, is there any reason to come back and celebrate it in, in any way again? Or does it just all kind of fold into itself at this point? If, I think implode is the word you're looking for. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. We kind of talked about, like, there's not much more we could do, I don't think. I mean, we, you know, maybe, oh, I, you know what, there's going to be, uh, I mean, this, there might be a, a show or something, but it, it's not going to be, I don't think there'll be any proper releases or anything, so. There might be some nods to it, but I well, know this album. I mean, because it is different, and because it's finally in that direction, it's. I don't. Know, does it feel like it opens the doors? I mean, the band can go anywhere and and sort of be anything at this point now, or at least that's the way I, I see it. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's exactly it. You know what I mean? Like we. That's what I meant sort of earlier about like consciously sort of like picking the songs that sort of like pull people in a different way or a different direction. Uh, yeah, we can do whatever now because now like it's not the expectations of like sounding like a bunch of twenty year olds. You know, yeah. we can do whatever we want. Well, uh, I'm I'm certainly a fan of it, and and I love what you all are doing. So, uh, a big congratulations uh, on, on this record, and and thanks for just continuing to do it. I mean, there's no, I don't, I don't. Once a band sort of gets, you know, whatever stamped in the past, there's always that push from fans to put those same people back into a room again. And I know you don't have to do that. But for whatever chemistry you all have together, I, I, I do think it's, I, I don't know, I feel it's important anyway. And I don't mean to paint that as too strong of a paintbrush there, but uh, I really do love what you all do so much. Oh, it's appreciated. Thank Thanks. That's a good way to start my day. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't going to do laundry, in, but I'd rather be appreciated. Thank you. I will appreciate you all. <laughs> I thank you all for doing this. Okay, thanks, Kyle. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you around. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks to Mike and Nate. American Football, their third self-title record, is out now. Hey, before you get out of here, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, you made it all the way through, uh, so you like interviews. Uh, Thanks for that. Subscribe to the series. Again, we put new episodes out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Consequence of Sound, so uh, keep up to date wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, like uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, or over at YouTube or Spotify. After that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern, where you can also find some bonus episodes of this series. Consequenceofsound.net has your music and film news. You can find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's yeah. A... Oh, go on. Oh, no. I I thought I had something that would be cool <laughs> to say. And then I was like, ooh, it disappeared. <laughs> I will now tighten all this up, and there will be no awkward pauses in between anything. So Cool. Can you erase me saying poop, too? Could you leave all mine in, though? I kind of like that. Oh, sure. I can. <laughs> I was going to uh, I was gonna make the joke, Nate, that his you know, his de- delay is on your natural delay. Like, you guys are perfectly synced. <laughs> 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 Isn't a joke, though? When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. 
like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.